This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condice Presley, and on our show today, we are going to talk about careers and technology and a great opportunity. It's a partnership between a couple of nonprofits in our community, TechBridge, Business Smart, Community Focused, and Goodwill of North Georgia. Joining us in the studio is Andre Dickens. He is a representative on the Atlanta City Council. He is the at-large Post 3 representative, and he is also the Georgia community leader with TechBridge. So, Andre... Welcome, Councilmember Dickens. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, thank you for having me, Condes. Good so, to see you. Good to see you as well. So first things first, your your role at TechBridge. Tell me exactly what that is that you're doing over there, because you had been at Georgia Tech That's correct. before you joined the other organization. Yeah, I was at Georgia Tech, my alma mater, Go Jackets, for six years as an employee. And then I moved on to TechBridge for the last two years. And I'm the Georgia community leader for TechBridge. And basically, we have three communities, uh, Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. So I'm the leader for Georgia, which is our headquarters. Um, basically, I help uh, build relationships and work with nonprofits and the business community to build that bridge. Tech Bridge takes, uh, we're a nonprofit that helps other nonprofits with their technology solutions. And we do that on behalf of the IT community. Lots of CIOs, VP of technology, CEOs of tech companies. They are interested in community and we're that bridge. Now, I can't actually have someone who is a sitting member of the Atlanta City Council with all the news surrounding <laughs> City Hall these days without asking you a couple of questions about that. One of the huge, huge stories developing this week, and we had Council President Felicia Moore on with us earlier in the week. Uh, the council is asking for some legal opinions about this this incredible holiday party that apparently happened. And what was your reaction, sir, when you heard about this party, these bonuses, and the contest? Uh, lip sync, ugly sweater, thousands of dollars? Yeah, it is indeed disturbing. Um, this happened without knowledge of council. I can tell you that, or at least uh, without my knowledge as one council member. And um, it's unfortunate because, you know, the employees do work hard in the city of Atlanta, so they shouldn't be looked at in this way as they uh, didn't deserve to some sort of uh, appreciation, but these type of gifts, a gift for a, a ugly sweater contest, lip syncing, and anything uh, that's not merit-based and anything that did not go before the council uh, is definitely questionable. And, um, you know, legality is something we like to look into with the law department, but more so, even where whether it's legal, legal or not, is more about ethics and whether it's the right thing to do. Again, we appreciate all our uh, hard workers in the city of Atlanta, but I immediately, when I saw it, I saw it in two dimension. In two dimension, one dimension is as a council member, but also as a you know person born and raised here in Atlanta and as a resident. And I thought, is this the highest and best use of our tax dollars? Um, is the public, you know, going to look at this favorably when they really have needs in the community that were not being met at all times? So now, how is that process? in theory, supposed to work if the executive branch of city government wants to uh, provide bonuses or incentives for employees, and these were executive employees, is, was it just a matter of perhaps Mayor Reed should have reached out to the council and said, hey, this is what we'd like to do and gotten the council's blessing or what? Because clearly the optics here are just awful. Right. So, yeah, let's begin with the optics. The optics of it are awful. Um, it's uh, something that's going to, you know, Basically, it's already circulated across uh, multiple platforms, whether it's in the city, but also nationally. I've seen it picked up by some pretty 
big other uh, publications and media. So optics of it, you know, we don't want anything that gives the city a black eye. We are thriving, and we're trying to uh, have balanced growth across this city. And so we don't need these type of distractions. But um, from a, it was it the something that the council should have reviewed? Yes, I think so. I believe that the council should review any type of bonus structure that's going out. Um, uh, on the executive branch. And and someone would ask, well, has the council ever given bonuses to its employees? Yes, the council uh, has a, a budget uh, specified for our personnel, and we can do that. Um, it's already, you know, described, and so that's not of issue. But what is of issue is, um, you know, non-merit-based uh, bonuses that we're giving out for things like a sweater contest and uh, a lip-sync contest. It just raises red flags that, we definitely need answers to. And this is not to necessarily pick at uh, one particular person or one you know, group of people. This is about how the government should run uh, on a go-forward basis. I'm glad to hear that, uh, that um, Mayor Bottoms is interested in looking into this as well. Um, I'm you know, hopeful that uh, we do that with expediency. You represent, you were elected, and you represent the entire city. That's what it means to be an at-large member of the council. You came out of Post 3. I know you've got a couple of pieces of, of reform legislation that's before the council, which would help address how the city operates in the future in the wake of the current federal investigation. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Uh, I've been on council for four years, and I'm a citywide council member, and thank you, Atlanta, for helping uh, me to get there. And I'll and try to make you proud in that process. Part of that is to give you good government. And I believe that throughout the years, Atlanta's always had to look at itself and keep looking at its government. And so one, uh, a couple of pieces of reform that I've come up with, one is regarding our contractors, whether they be airport contractors or any set of contractors, the contractors need to be held to a standard as well and a standard of review. Um, in times we've um, recently heard of some contractor relationships with people that make decisions about contracting, um, that make decisions about who wins bids or at least are a part of the bid process. And those things haven't been disclosed at all times or, and whether they haven't been disclosed on the front end or as they're carrying out their work, these relationships then develop and they don't disclose them later. So I'm trying to close that loophole. That ethics reform is out there now, as well as whether or not we should uh, strengthen this by looking at having a, um, an IG um, basically uh, um, uh, independent counsel, so to speak. Um, and so, um, you know, uh, inspector general uh, as well. So that's out there. The other that's out there is a procurement review um, a, a set of officers. These folks will look at contracts in a totally independent fashion. They will report to the city auditor, which is an independent uh, piece of government. And so I think that having another layer, that's not a costly layer, this may be another quarter million dollars, $250,000 um, to have another office or what have you, and a couple of officers in it that are totally independent, but they will make sure that we're getting competitive bids, complete bids, and that the right people, um, that you know the right winner of a bid has uh, you know followed the right steps, and so that's out there. And then there's a few others that uh, council members and the administration is starting to put out. Um, I was happy to see Mayor Bottoms uh, pick up the uh, open checkbook. Um, she she made a big announcement about that. Yeah, that's the website, right? Yep. So we're gonna have a a website that's uh, under development now. That's basically gonna show you our checkbook of the city. Every check that goes out to um, contractors, checks that go out for city processes and services and uh, products, uh, you'll be able to see that. 
And I think as a public, that transparency is necessary. I must say that we talked about this for the last two years. Uh, Council President Moore, myself, and others have been looking for this, and we've advocated for it. It wasn't picked up in the past, but I'm so glad that, Count, uh, that Mayor Bottoms picked up on it now and is moving forward with it. So I thank her for that, um, and I'm glad that what we were looking for is now finally happening. How would you characterize your relationship with the new mayor? Um, we 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 are very good friends. We um, are fond of each other in ways regarding uh, our love for this city. Um, you know, there's no doubt that Mayor Bottoms loves the city. We're both born and raised here from rival high schools, uh, Mays High School, my alma mater, and she Douglas, Douglas High School, yeah. hers. Um, I am uh, delighted each time I see her. We don't get to see each other, each other as much as we did when we were on council. She's got this big job now called the mayor. Um, I'm rooting for her because it means that Atlanta is going to do well. Um, if she does well, then we do well. Um, and I want to see her success because so many people are invested in it um, and so many people need it. Once you have a leader picked, that leader needs that, that, that support. Um, I also notice she cares about uh, the broad spectrum of citizens that we have in Atlanta. Um, the many conversations she and I have had as council members and colleagues have been about the least of these and those that are on there, um, you know, that are in business community as well as, you know, just, just everybody in the middle. And so um, hopefully together uh, we'll be able to have balanced growth, make sure the city is on a trajectory uh, to sustain the economic um, growth that we're having, but do it in a way that doesn't leave anybody behind. I'm, I'm really um, interested in that, and I've heard that she is, too. I know you can't talk to any great detail about the, the federal investigation that is ongoing right now, but, Councilman, I'm just curious, do you believe that once that work is done and that is behind us, however it plays out, that the city is going to be able to recover? You know, Atlanta, what is our symbol? The, the Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> Recovery coming from the flames uh, is what we do. I uh, have no doubt that Atlanta can recover. And I believe that it's not whether we're going to recover. You know, we know we are. It's doing it at the same time. It's recovering. It's it's cleaning up and moving forward. It's, uh, you know, it's basically changing the wheels on the tire while the bus is still moving. You know, changing the tire's wheels while we're still rolling. We can't stop. You can't, I mean, as much as people say we got to get our house in order first, I think you do. But service delivery has to happen. Um, we still have to be able to pick up the garbage on time. The water has to be clean and tasty in the city of Atlanta. And the, and the sewers have to work and the you know potholes have to be cleaned up and the police and fire have to be you know compensated and trained so that they can take care of the needs of the people. And you can't stop and say, um, let's let's make sure that uh, we, we've taken care of um, the in-house uh, or old issues that we've had. No, we do it all at the same time. That's what leadership is about, and that's what you've charged us to do. We can't stop. We have to keep moving while we fix it. Yeah, because we got a number of events that are going to put this city on the world stage in the coming months, namely the next Super Bowl. And the city is getting ready. I know Mayor Bottoms and a team of about 10 or 15 of our citizens, of our uh, leadership went up to Minnesota to learn what it's like to run a Super Bowl in this modern era. And they are you know, keenly aware of all that it takes in our uh, emergency preparedness, our public safety. We, um, they, they meet about it and talk about it. But yes, we have to be ready for that. We have to be, but but I did want to say this, Condis, it's not just being ready for the special events. As excited as I am about this Super Bowl 
Um, this it's a Super Bowl every day for the citizens of Atlanta that wake up, they get their kids dressed for school, then they go on and drive or take martyr or walk to their destination of work, and then they come home or they go to their nearest restaurant or whatever they do each and every day they should they should feel like it's a Super Bowl for them. They should think that their city is looking after them, making sure they get from A to B, making sure they get from A to B safely, and making sure that we are providing opportunities for them to have their fullest life. So it's going to be a hectic five to seven days of the Super Bowl, but we have a 365-day job to love on Atlantans. Talking about creating opportunities for the citizens of this city, tell me about this partnership between TechBridge and Goodwill. Yeah, so I'm really excited about this. Um, As you know, I grew up in Atlanta and I uh, went to Georgia Tech, so I'm a technician, uh, technology geek at, at heart. And that was my pathway uh, from, you know, a certain, you know, background growing up financially to now to where I have a degree in chemical engineering. And I want to be able to give others the opportunity to move from survival to stability and on to success. And so TechBridge, for 18 years, we have been helping communities through um, partnerships with nonprofits. We provide the technology behind them. And when I came on the TechBridge, the CEO, James Franklin, and I thought about the fact that we ought to do some direct training. We ought to train folks what we know. We know how to do work that gives you a middle-class job. If you can do web development, if you can do uh, you know, develop mobile apps. If you can do Salesforce or cybersecurity, you will have a $45,000, $50,000 plus job. And and so many folks right now are in the eight, nine, and $10 an hour jobs or even $12 an hour jobs, and they are struggling in, in, in survival mode. But we can change a family's, uh, you know, you know, wealth, we can change change their trajectory in life if we can get them a skill that no one can take away. And, uh, you know, you're used to having white-collar jobs and blue-collar jobs. Well, there's a new-collar job that doesn't require a four-year degree. Well, it took me six years to get out of tech, but that, <laughs> <laughs> four point. You're uh, having too much fun. <laughs> too much fun, but also a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, work involved. But, um, you know, these uh, new-collar jobs, they don't require a bachelor's degree. They can get an associate's degree or a certificate. If you get Salesforce certified, I mean, right now, if you go on Indeed.com or CareerBuilder or wherever, and you say Salesforce, or you say Java, every last one of those jobs are over $40,000. They're over $50,000. And we have about 5,000 of them in the city. So as an Atlantan, and I know a lot of your listeners are Atlantans and some are transplants, I'm, I, I'm not interested in us always importing talent. We have talent right here. I went to Atlanta Public Schools, and I graduated, and some of my friends did not go on to college. But wouldn't it be great if they had this type of program? And this program, which I haven't even mentioned, your listeners probably like, what, is, what are we talking about? Goodwill and us are, are going to do a, a free um, technology career program where for uh, 18 to 24-year-olds in this city, they can come and learn Salesforce or, uh, and or web development or cybersecurity And we're going to do this um, at night, um, two nights a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And also you have to commit to Saturdays as well. It's a 16-week program, but at the end of it, you'll sit for the Salesforce uh, certification, which we pay for. And the awesome part about it is this is not just a program and that's it. No, we're going to be with you for a year. 
you automatically are going to have an employer. We have some great employers already lined up, Accenture, Georgia Power, uh, Graphic Packaging, even Goodwill will be an employer, and TechBridge will be an employer. We have already signed up about 10 or 11 uh, companies that say, we agree with your curriculum, we know that you will train them, we know they'll be prepared, and then we will take them in-house, give them real work, and then we'll do the nurturing thing to make sure they know how IT careers are, you know, what's the next step from here. And so uh, Goodwill is going to help us with the wraparound stuff, the business fit. SunTrust is going to help us with financial literacy. Wouldn't it be a a shame to get $50,000 and not know how to save it and create a savings account and pay your bills on time? Well, all of that is going to make this whole citizen, a whole person. So we're going to take the first cohort is 25 people. It's starting May 29th. So right after Memorial Day, we get to work. Go to www.techbridge.org slash TCP. And that's Thomas, well, it's Technology Career Program, <laughs> so TCP, and you'll see all the details about it, and you can um, click on the application. This is going to be done at the At Promise Center, which is the uh, Atlanta Police Foundation's building on the west side of Atlanta, and we're doing it with the um, At Promise Youth Center in conjunction with Chris 180 and uh, Urban League and so many other uh, organizations are working with us. So. Uh, we're hoping that, you know, we can do this first 25 in four months and then we'll do another 25 and just keep on going. Uh, there's so much demand out there for technology talent um, that we're trying to supply a part of that demand. So you're just producing employees for these folks. Exactly. We're producing employees for for these uh, uh, organizations. This will help them in their pipeline. They don't have to go out here and recruit from, you know, California or Chicago or Austin. No, we have talent right here. And this is also important because um, what else are these folks going to do? You know, they have talent and capacity that's untapped, and I want to tap into it show them that they can, show the corporations that they can, and then show the whole community that they can. And once all of us agree and understand that, wow, there was talent right under our nose, guess what's going to happen? We're going to end up having people that are employed. They're going to have jobs. And maybe these folks will go on to be entrepreneurs. They will go on to be business leaders in, in, in government or business leaders in, um, in technology fields or what have you. But I think it's untapped talent across Atlanta. So you're looking for tech-savvy young adults between 18 and 24 who have either a high school diploma or their GED and are ready to invest in their future. The ideal candidate beyond that is what kind of a person? Yeah, this kind of person is going to need some um, some self-starter, some 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 um, consistency in their life. We can't teach you uh, these technical skills if you're not going to commit. Missing two days, you will be behind. I mean, we're doing this all in four in four months. In four months, we're going to take you from two nights a weekend on a Saturday. Yeah, two nights on the two nights during the week and on a Saturday, we're going to take you from soup to nuts. Now you can't miss. Too many times because you miss, you're, you're falling behind. And we're not going to, you know, let the rest of the class suffer by saying, oh, OK, we got to slow down for this guy or this girl. No, we got to keep going. So uh, that's why we're doing it at night. So you can be employed by day and come to us by night or you may be unemployed right now or whatever it is. 
That's why we have Goodwill there that's going to help with the wraparound stuff with you, coaching and things like that. Oh, I forgot to mention, we assign each one of them a mentor from these companies. Mm. And so these companies, the mentors are going to give you a call and say, hey, how's it going? You're going to be able to call them and say, "I'm this is tough. This is you know, this Java or this, uh, you know, this uh, HTML or whatever, I didn't know it was going to be this tough. And they're going to say, yeah, but guess what? Once you get it, you know, you, you'll be able to, you know, really set your path in life. And so we're really looking forward to getting started with this. And other people have done this. So I don't want to make us to be revolutionaries. Um, you know, there's other nonprofits that have done it and corporations that have done it. But what's different about ours is that we're we're focused on, we have a demand uh, in Salesforce, we have a demand out there in the marketplace in web development, and our employers are already signed up and lined up. They've made an agreement with us that, yes, we, they, they gave us input on the curriculum. They told us about what they think would be um, a good hireable skill set. They looked at the curriculum, the timing of it, and they said, we'll take them. What is required in the application process? Yeah, so the application asks the standard things that you think it does, but it also asks questions that will uh, make you think. There are some algebra questions, you know, things that we want to make sure that you know, uh, a base level of math. Um, there's a, a voice, uh, you know, portion of it where we ask you questions about why would you want this uh, opportunity? What will this do for you? What are you willing to commit? And so just the level of um, answer that you give the it is a you know we're a technology nonprofit so of course something that's going to do voice recognition um, it has a little a few essay questions about you know um, your level of commitment and where you've been in life and how you plan to uh, utilize this inform you know this new technology training that you're going to get um, but yeah there's some there's some testing that happens in it it's about four or five questions in each category some are on algebra and there's even some technology questions and if you don't know the answer to it that's fine it doesn't rule you out it just lets us know where you are um, there'll be a few kind of uh, pieces of code that you'll have to look at and see if you can figure out what you think this does. Um, that'll let us know if you're tech savvy enough to kind of put two and two together. Um, you know, some people uh, may have it already and some may not, but it's at least a starter point for us to get you to look at this and you say, okay, this is what code looks like. I don't want any parts of it. It's like me uh, going into trying to be a surgeon. The minute that they say, scalpel, here's blood, I say, I'm out. You know, I don't even need to take this class. Uh, but I think that's the the, the, uh, the the things that we were going for in the application. And the rest is general things um, related to, you know, name, address, but also, um, you know, level of education that you've had, um, you know, record. We're going to, you know, make sure we know what type of background you had. Um, the employers have stated that. Felonies are not are are um, are off limits, but there are some misdemeanors that you could have had that they won't necessarily rule you out for. So one more time, if folks are interested, where can they go online to see the app? Do what needs to be done. Yeah. So if you're interested, go to www.techbridge.org/tcp, and that's for Technology Career Program. And the application deadline is uh, coming right up uh, May seventh. And so you need to get your application in soon because we're going to do our review and start May uh, 29th, right after Memorial Day. All right. And council member, we're counting on you to keep everybody uh, in straight rows down there at City Hall. How about that? <laughs> I'll do what I can. And um, so many of the council members are, are working hard each day. And, you know, uh, and of course, our citizens of Atlanta, we we work together. Uh, we're, you know, council are independent body, but we all work together. And I'm 
uh, excited about what's to come. And, uh, you know, but we do have some things that we have to work out right now. So uh, Atlanta, keep us, uh, you know, keep keep telling us what we need to do and we'll listen. All right. Councilmember Andre Dickens, the Georgia community leader for TechBridge. Again, it's TechBridge and Goodwill partnering for this free 16-week technology career program designed to get you ready for a career in the growing technology and innovation field. Tech-savvy young adults between the ages of 18 and 24, diploma or GED, ready to make a change, investing in your future. Again, that website again is techbridge, T-E-C-H-B-R-I-D-G-E dot O-R-G slash T-C-P for technology career program. Council member, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you, Condis. Good to see you. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, my handle is Condo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective.